Hey, Luke, have you been looking for a new Daily Fantasy Sports app? You know, I have really been jonesing for one. I got the perfect one for you, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. For example, your man, Mookie Betts, will he have over or under one and a half RBIs? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Got that? I got it. All right, so go check out Thrive Fantasy. If you use the promo code, Bring in the heat, or bring the heat, B-R-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-A-T. When you sign up, they will match your first deposit of up to $10. So you deposit $10, you have $20 to play with now. Go check it out. I know that we've already had some people reach out to us about their success. They've won some of their latest, uh, I would say, bets. So go check it out. That's Thrive Fantasy, one of the best and newest Uh, daily fantasy sports apps out there this podcast is also brought to you by the performance strength academy located on route 130 south in bordertown new jersey the psa offers a wide variety of packages from boot camps to personal training one-on-one to elite athlete training to even offering nutritional guidelines whatever you're looking for they offer it they currently have professional baseball players under there uh, that compete at all levels of the minor leagues indie ball and have even seen time at the major league level they also have recently welcomed former ufc fighter ricardo almeida to the psa family there at the psa their main goal is to better everyone's health wellness throughout weight training which is based around each individual's unique goals both of their trainers have college baseball experiences at two of the most well-known schools in the tri-state and solid backgrounds in health and wellness in the health and wellness field you can check them out at uh, on Instagram at the Performance Strength Academy or find them on Facebook. And if you have any interest, uh, you can give them a call at 609-433-9022 or through email. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bringing the Heat podcast. It's episode 45. 45 episodes in now, and this is your host, Zach, with Luke. So Luke's back again. I'm back for that Pedro episode, baby. 45. It, it's, uh, it's been a while. I feel like we haven't really recorded much. It's uh, been a while since I've been yeah. on the podcast, Zach. Um, yeah, I mean, things have been just hectic, man. I, I, you know, I don't know. 
it would be a lot easier, obviously, if we did this for a living. But like, I don't know how people can work and do this like three, four times a week. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to get schedules matching up and everything. So yeah, I mean, um, it's nice when you're Joe Rogan and you know you make your own schedule. Oh but yeah. We're not in that position, and that's not me throwing shade at Joe Rogan. Oh no, I, I give Joe Rogan credit all the time on this podcast. So. But first thing I want to go into today, and this is like the big news, and if you're a sports fan in general, I would say this is probably big news. Um, so a so Carter Stewart, all right. So we're talking baseball here. Carter Stewart is a 19 year old junior college baseball player. He was drafted eight overall last year by the Braves. Um, did not sign, so he went to junior college for a year. And he is now signing a six-year contract worth more than seven million with the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks of the Japan's Pacific League, and he's the first person to do this. So this is pretty interesting. So Scott Boris, and I read this on ESPN. So this is a ESPN article done by Jeff Passan. Um, Scott Boris has been pushing for this for a long time. He's been saying that rookies can get paid more money overseas and it allows them to be eligible for United States free agency a lot sooner. So let's just let's just say if this kid would have taken the money last year with the Braves or even even entered the MLB draft this year, um, he's probably not becoming a free or probably not making it to the majors till he's 22 the earliest. Um, and then he's, they have six years that they're under contract that they cannot become an unrestricted free agent. So now he's 28 the time he's a free agent. So this is going to save him three years. Um, that well, that's if he gets into the league at 22, 23. If he doesn't break ground until 25, 26, then add the six years to that. That's well, what Jacob Degrom did. Exactly. So this is giving giving this this kid. Now, obviously, he has to pan out. I mean, it doesn't. It's yeah. not guaranteed that this works. Or we've seen tons of guys come over from Japan and do horrible. So I mean, yeah. it, who well, knows? Miles Mikolas or Mikolas, however you say that, for he, for the Cardinals. He's a stud. He's a stud since he came back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he started it, with the Rangers. He was terrible. Went over to wherever in Japan, and now he's a stud. It definitely works both ways. But yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's cool. Like, all right. So as a as a major league baseball fan, I don't think it's cool um, because I think it's going to severely hurt major league baseball because I think this is going to be the the route for a lot of guys. Now, just think of Brady Aiken. Brady Aiken's a guy who was drafted one overall, didn't sign. He's kind of declined. But had he gone overseas, not saying that he would have, he wouldn't have declined. Well, he, didn't sign. he didn't sign because of injury concerns. Well, that's what happened with this kid, though. So, injury concerns as well. so his signing bonus slot was supposed to be four million, but the Braves yeah. only offered him two because they didn't feel he was healthy. Um, so I guess something had to pop up in his physical or whatever, um, yeah. and so that's why they weren't offering him as much as the that draft slot, and he didn't want it. So, and he went to junior college and abs- he absolutely dominated. He had like a one seven ERA. Um, tons of strikeouts and limited innings. I mean, the kid was was really good, and he's got. They say he's got some of the best spin rate in uh, baseball, and that's that's major leagues combined. He's got. I don't really know how familiar you are with this, and I'm not too familiar with it. I understand it, but I don't know really what a good number is. 
but they say 3,000 high twos. Well, he's at 3,000, over 3,000. Um, well, our, spin rate's normally like a, a two-point something. Well, no. I don't know about like 1,000. This is saying flashed elite spin whirling, whirring, whirring at more than 3,000 RPMs. So, yeah, I don't know all that, but um, it sounds good. So, yeah. but yeah, so this kid's making four million dollars more than what he would have, um, basically, in in the minors because they said like you'll sign for four million, but he's gonna be making ten million, ten thousand a year after that. So he's gonna be making a little bit more than a million a year while he's in Japan, and uh. I mean, who knows? It'll be interesting to see how it works out. Obviously, we've got to wait six years. But what do you think this does for Major League Baseball? Because I think there's already so many things going on. We see it with the free agency. We see it with kind of the contracts now. Like, what do you do? You think this is going to be good or bad? I think this is going to push the MLB Players Association to either go on strike, or by the time the new the, the current collective bargaining agreement ends. They're going to really nail down pressure on, uh, you know, contract details. Whether or not they can be controlled for so long. Because like you see, they're like guys, like Aaron Judge, for instance, he's not going to be a free agent until he's like 33. Because he came up when he was like 26. So they're going to figure out a way that like as soon as they get drafted, that's when their clock starts. I'm sure, like, they're not going to be able to hold the... Uh, players for that long. I think that's ridiculous anyway. That's, kind of, that's like enslavement to a team. Because what if you, you know, what if you don't hit your peak until 26 years old? A lot of guys don't develop till then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at Blake Whitehart, you know? He came up early, and the Sox let him go. You know what I mean? So, and I guarantee you, he'll still be a stud in the league, just when he gets his time, and he gets his time. Um... Best example I think I can think of is Aaron Judge. That guy's getting screwed royally. He's one of the best players in baseball. He makes six hundred thirty-three thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, without a doubt, I would say that that's a good you know? that's a good one. I so, mean, but even these. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 I was gonna say even the the younger guys that are signing these big contracts are in a way getting screwed because I mean yeah. they're they're signing six year deals but they're like they're they're not making a lot of money. Um, well, the perfect example of that is Ozzy Albies. He's yeah. what, seven years, $35 million? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, maybe some guys just want security more than money. No, and, yeah. And it's still more money than what he was making, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember Ozzy Albies being like a giant international signing for the Braves, so they probably signed him to a cheap contract when he was like 16, you know? Yeah. Um, they did say... To benefit, like, minor leaguers, I know, this, like, this whole Carter Stewart thing probably does not benefit minor league at all. Probably going to start killing it. But I do know they came out saying that um, the minors are going to start playing their, uh, paying their players a little more each year. Yeah, I think it, they're going to... Next year or something like that, yeah. They're going to up the minimum. Yeah. Uh, now... But I, I just hope it pushes, like, them to have better dec- uh, discussions about their contracts. I, I think the contracts are too long anyway. You know, now, now, do you think we're seeing it affect free agency? Free agency's dead. It's dying. Next yeah. year's gonna be terrible. I mean, you and I used to sit there like every year and be like, "Oh man, it's almost MLB off season." Like it was the most exciting off just season. To, yeah. Just go back to what was it? 
was it? The offseason of 2013, after the Sox won the World Series, they brought in Pablo Sandoval. They brought in Hanley Ramirez. Everybody was like, oh, damn. They're about to repeat. Because they were signing literally everybody. And everybody was off the market within the first week. And now, it, you know, J.D. Martinez gets signed a week before um, game start. And this year was Dallas Keuchel and Kimbrell. They, they're still not signed yet. Yeah. I, yeah, so that's got to be fixed. That's, that's definitely an issue. Yeah, it's definitely not as exciting. And, I mean, I think football's taken over baseball's excitement for most exciting draft. I mean, because now in the NFL, you got guys signing or, or coming to verbal agreements before they're even allowed to sign. And that's all. Man, that all comes out. That. The last person to do that was uh, Matt Stafford. They don't let that happen anymore. But I, I see what you're saying. Like, the football guys, get, they get paid right away. That's why Kyler Murray chose football. Well, this, so this was going to be my question to you. Do you think baseball could do something where when you draft someone, you automatically sign them to a six-year deal, okay? And now, do you think that they could do that where they sign them to a six-year deal or maybe, like, change it? So maybe, like, college guys, if you sign a college guy, it's a six-year deal. If you sign a high school guy, it's it's something else. And, and put, a, put a value on that slot. So there's already a value on it. So I think, like, the signing bonus is, like, Four million for like the first pick or something like that. Uh, honestly, I think that players should just be able to sign wherever they want to go. The MLB draft isn't really viewed anyway. Nobody really views it. I the draft. I love the draft. Like I'll watch it. Everybody gets a certain amount of picks, but then it gets confusing when you get compensation picks and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna draft, what is it? Forty players now? It's not fifty anymore, right? No, it's forty. Yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna draft forty guys, why don't you just sign whoever the hell you want? Yeah, but whoever then that, can, that would can offer the most money gets the guy. What, what's the, what's the harm in that? Yeah, but Is that, that would gonna kill the competition level. Yeah, probably. I get that, but you're not gonna call these guys up anyway right away. So what does it matter? Yeah. If your team sucks, why would you draft a guy that's gonna be a stud right away and you're gonna hold him in the minors for four years? What's the point of that? If they're going to do the draft and they, as soon as they get drafted and put pen to paper and sign their name, their contract should start right then and there. And in six years, if they're on the major league level, doesn't matter. They're a free agent. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what I was saying. Is So, like, you draft this guy. he's automa- It's an automatic six-year deal. And I'm not saying yeah. it's got to be $30 million, but I think it should be more than $4 million because, mm-hmm. like you said, or keep it six years, you know, you're making $6 million. And then after that, you know, you're a free agent. If you pan out, you pan out. If you don't, you don't. Something like that. Not something yeah. where like you're making, you know, four million. Here's here's four million, but now you're gonna make ten grand a year for the next six years. And then when you become a pro, you're gonna make five hundred thousand, which is a lot of money to us, but everyone around them isn't making that. Yeah, I just think like the minimum that players should be making is. At least six figures, because you know that's not the case in minor league baseball. Nope. Like if you you're, you're professional baseball at that level at that point, if you're in the minors, you're a professional baseball player. I'm like that's the way I see it. You're getting paid to play baseball. You're a professional. You know what I'm saying? So it should be at least six figures if you're at that level. Yeah, and I, and then I, I higher as you go, and you get like a hundred grand per level. It's it's you know hurt. It's hurting guys, not necessarily in the first round, but it's hurting more guys. You know, after the fifth, sixth round, where you know by the time you get to the twentieth round, they're maybe signing for a thousand bucks, and yeah. and then they're making ten grand a year 
on top of that. That's nothing. I mean, poverty line is 20. So No, I wouldn't do that. In, in the case of Carter Stewart, say I wasn't picked eight like he was. What if I was picked in the 15th round? They're only offering me, you know, a base salary of, who, who's to say, like three million over six years, and then, uh, I don't know, a signing bonus of just like a grand? I wouldn't do it. Screw that. I, I'd go back to school, wait another year, see if I could get drafted higher, and if I can't, then find somewhere else to play. Yeah. Like Carter Stewart just did. I will say for Carter Stewart, that takes balls because – if I'm an 18-year-old and I get drafted and someone says, ah, here's $2 million, <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time turning that down. And, That's why uh, you get an agent, so you don't have to make that decision yourself. Oh, yeah, I totally because agree. What if you do get hurt? What if you do get hurt? You're not going to be able to make $2, two million last your entire lifetime. Well, especially, and that's why he's got, I mean, he's got Scott Boris, arguably the best yeah. sports agent in all of sports. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting. I, I'm really interested to see how it turns out six years from now. Um, it, it sucks we got to wait that long. I wish I could fast forward and just see what happens. I, and I wonder if this will be kind of like the influx for other people. Like, I think maybe Japan will be, you know, Japan's already good baseball. We know that already. But maybe it's going to help revitalize Japan baseball. And they're already so passionate about that over there. So, I mean, I think it's only going to make them stronger. So I agree. definitely, I, I, I like Japan baseball. I, I like, I like the idea of players like American-born players going over there and playing and developing their skills. Look at Eric Thames. He went over there. He didn't go to Japan. He went to Korea, mm-hmm. but he still went over there. You know, he developed a little bit. I mean, he was hitting three fifty-four with like sixty dingers and like one hundred and fifty RBIs. He's not going to do that in the majors, obviously. There's different like there's drop-off in competition, but you saw the first year he came out. That first month, he was tearing the cover off the ball. Nobody knew how to get him out. Yeah. So it, it helps. It helps players develop. It sometimes can help develop faster than minor leaguers. Yeah, and they got... And it, 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 yo, a perfect example of what's going to happen. Watch when Dustin Pedroia comes off the disabled list and Michael Chavis goes back down to the minors. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want it to happen, but it could. I, I think... Really, but, I really think Jackie Bradley's on his way out. If they, dude, he's gonna get DFA or traded. I'm telling you. I think Chavis has hit too much to to go yeah. back down. I mean, he's been not that they're off. They're starting to to get hot now. They're they're doing better than what they were, but a lot of that yeah, has led by him. Yeah, I was I was gonna say. I mean, he's kind of been that spark plug. I mean, Mookie's starting to turn around a little bit. JD Martinez hasn't had the power numbers he had last year, but he's still hitting over 300. Um, yeah, I think he's got like 11 or 10 home runs right now. Yeah, so, I mean. Like, like, the last couple of weeks, it's been showing up, but he's yeah. still hitting three down. Oh, yeah, he's he's still hitting. I mean, that's what – I'm not – I wouldn't be worried about him. I'm just saying, in general, I think Chavis has kind of helped helped him. Even yeah. Devers is starting to swing it. Yeah, he's hitting like 330 So last time I saw. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I like the Japan thing, and we'll see what happens yeah. with it. But, I, I'm, you know, good for him. That's not that's not mm-hmm. easy for a nineteen year old to go over to another country where you uh, you don't speak don't the language. language. Yeah, by yourself as a kid, you know. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, it, but it'll be tough. But hey, why not? Yeah, life's about making the stories, right? Yeah, and he will be uh, he will go down in baseball history if it all works out. Yeah. Um, some other baseball stuff though, and I, I know I, I don't really want to go like you know topic by topic but just stuff that i haven't that we've missed is uh keon broxton goes to the orioles uh the mets traded him um good defender I like that combo. 
Dustin and Dom, uh, his name Dominic Smith Jr., right? Or Dwight Smith? Dwight Smith. Dwight Smith yeah. Jr., yeah. He's good, yeah. And then, and they got Trey Mancini, too. Dude, Mancini's a beast. And they got Ricker, uh, Ricker, and they got Wilkerson, who I really like, too. He played, he plays center. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Broxton, his problem is he can't hit. He's Huh? He's not going to hit better than that, you know. But he, he got a hell of a glove in center field. He's very fast. So, maybe yep. that's what they're looking for. They took a chance on Jonathan Dillard, and it, and it worked out for him. Yeah. Um, I also want to apologize. I was so wrong on Car- Carlos Gonzalez, Cargo. He was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got cut today. He got DFA'd. Yeah, he was... <laughs> <laughs> He was DFA yeah. today. <laughs> Giant key edition, bro. Oh, Giant man. key edition. Hey, I went out on a limb and I was wrong. Um, so be it. One thing I do want to point out, though, what about the freaking? He'll be back in Colorado next week. What about the Yankees and Cameron Maben? How about that pickup, dude? Cameron Maben is a solid player. I've always liked him. It's just whether he or not he gets playing time. That's all it is with him. If he does not get consistent playing time, he's not going to be good. And but, you saw that when he was with um, the every, Marlins. Every team he's been on. <laughs> well, dude, look at look at the one full season he had in center field for the Tigers. He had over 300. Everybody thinks that's a fluke. But whenever he plays over 120 games, he gives you that 275 to, two, to 300 average. And he gets you those, he gets on base. He, he's a decent player. He is an on-base machine. Yeah. He has actually taken time away from Clint Frazier. Because well, that's, yeah, Frazier was he was slumping when he came back from the DL. He's also a better. IL, he's, a, he's a better outfielder. Yeah. I don't know. I like the Maben pickup. I'm pretty. I like bro, the way that's shaping up. Brett Gardner already, bro. Just stop. I know. You gotta go. Well, they're he's talking about bad. they're talking about Frazier being traded again. Uh, I guess the the Giants and another team was there scouting. Uh, Clint Frazier yesterday. Well, you know what that means. If they're scouting Clint Frazier, they're they're willing to trade Madison Bumgarner. So. Well, I think that's what that's what it comes down to. But I don't know would if you I would trade Clint Frazier for Madison Bumgarner. I would. I would, but I would. It's not. I'm not going to say that I think it would be bad. Um, but I don't know. It's just I don't think Bumgarner fits the Yankees as far as his personality, and he does. He gets hurt doing dumb things. The last. And that was one time. That was two times. He's been hurt twice. I don't. One was a dirt bike incident, and there was yeah, that's the one I know about. There was something else that happened, and I don't know. Like, he's just you know, Bumgarner's good, but you you wonder sometimes, you know, he's he's been used a lot, a lot. Yeah, but he he comes with pedigree, bro, and he comes with you know being one of the best postseason pitchers of all time, and that's exactly what the Yankees need. They struggled the last two postseasons with their pitching. I know, and I, and. Listen, if we trade, and I don't know, I, I don't know if you've been to New York lately or not, but I don't think you're gonna see many dirt bike rides there. No, yeah, you're you're right. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't feel like he fits uh, the Yankees. I don't know. I, I think just, he, I think he fits Boston more, just because you know everybody thinks Boston is like just dirt baggy because they're not as clean cut as the Yankees. Exactly. I'll, I'll take that rap. It's cool. I'll take it. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like I would, I I would agree. He fits better in Boston, and I just yeah. I don't know. Like I love Bumgarner. I mean, he's awesome to watch, especially in the playoffs. 
And I mean, hell, you tell me Clint Frazier for Madison Bumgarner, I'm going to say yes because I. But I love Clint Frazier. I've always been partial to him. Um, yeah. And yesterday's a perfect example why. I mean, he he hit two baseballs out yesterday, and he didn't even square them up. Like he's got. Yeah, Bob were at that game actually. Yesterday. Yeah, they were game day. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, I mean, so I love Clint Frazier, but I will say he slumps, and when he slumps, he is ice cold. And he is not a very good outfielder. He's made a lot of errors already, or, or and just I don't know. He's not the best outfielder at all. Why don't they give him a, a crack at first base? Because Luke Voigt, man. What about DH? Uh, who's been? Well, Boone's doing the the normal, you know, rotating the DH thing. I hate that. That's annoying to me. The I mean. Yeah, and it's a getting guys rest and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's gonna screw people up. If you're not getting regular repetitions, you know, you're you're gonna be hot one second, and then you know you get benched. Oh, this guy's a lefty. You're not gonna hit today. And then somebody else is hitting, and then you come back and you're cold. Hey, you know what I'm saying? There's no consistency in that. I mean, Boone does weird things though. Like Gio Urshela was on fire, and then he decided to bench him for a matchup thing. Like. Just weird things that he does. And how is he hitting now? He's still hitting, but not like he was. I mean, he's he's going one exactly. for four. Dude, you always go with the hot hands, bro. They don't. The Yankees don't believe in hot. I've heard it over and over again. That's stupid. I know. Um, well, I don't know. I, I like Boyd. He's definitely the first baseman right now. But DH is something that Clint Fraser could definitely do. And you know. Whenever Stan gets back, he'll probably just be the everyday DH. They won't rate, rotate him or nothing. He'll just be that guy. But that's if he gets back, dude. He keeps getting hurt every day. Dude, Last I... Last week with the bicep, today he sat out because of a knee injury. This is uh, what I was scared for when the Yankees traded for him. Um, well, what do you got to be scared for? You traded Starlin Castro on a ball of buckets. You got him for free. No, well, with a $300 million oh, okay, contract... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Caleb Smith traded out too, but it's just this is what happens, and the Yankees don't give any clear cut answers on what's going on with who. Yeah, which drives me nuts. They're shady. the The one thing I do like though that the Yankees did was sign Brad Miller. Is he playing yet? No, oh, he's in Triple A. But you I know, think what's there, to like? what's, the, what's there to like about that? Uh, I'm not I I like. Who's he? I like Brad Miller too, but when's he gonna be on the Yankees team? They're an injury. They're an injury away. They're always an injury away. Well, but dude, they, he's not gonna come up anytime soon. Well, Tulo is working his way back, but that won't last long. That's what I'm saying. When he comes back, somebody gets sent down or DFA'd, and then he'll get hurt again. And that person that they sent down before is probably gonna be the guy they call up. They just waste. I think that's a waste of money. I mean, I, I, th- but, you know, I mean, it's the New York Yankees. You're not really wasting money, but still. And it was a minor league deal. Yeah. So, if I was Brad Miller, I probably would have went somewhere where I can make an impact right away. I think he would do good at Yankee Stadium. I do. Yeah. It's you- if he makes it. <laughs> if he makes it. That, that's all my thing. Is that they're stacked everywhere you look. They're 28 and 17. And they, they're playing their C, their, their C team. They're 30 and 17, actually. Oh, they want two more games? Yeah. All right, so they're 30 and 17, a game ahead, right? 
Two Over games. Two games. Two games? Because they just swept them or whatever? Yep. So they're 30-17, two above, and they don't even have their 18 in. No, it's definitely impressive what the Yankees have done. I mean, anybody would say that, I think. I don't think anybody yeah. can look at the Yankees and say, like, you can I hate... Think, dude, they lost their ace, and they found a new one in Domingo Herman. Yeah. You I mean, were pooping on Herman before. I, wa- I, I always liked him, but I didn't think he would be this. He's, I think I think he's having he's benefiting from pitching against bad teams. That's I, what I think. I, I, would, I don't think he's an ace. I think he's benefiting from pitching against bad teams. I mean, yeah, he's, I think he's got he's got two starts against the Royals, uh, three against the, the Orioles. That's five right there. I would agree. Nine and one now. Yeah, yeah. nine and one. But you can't you can't go by you can't say you know it's because of who we play because. I mean, that's just the way it works. You can't control who you play against. As a pitcher, no, I get that. Ultimately, he's you know he's doing what he has to do against the teams he has to. I mean, I also want to disagree with your duo, do or die about Marcus Walden, by the way. And that's not even me being a Red Sox homer. Whoa, whoa, we didn't get to do or die yet. You on your Twitter? Yes, did. We didn't cover it though. Oh, oh, oh. All right, we'll do that right now. We'll we'll, we'll hash this out right now. Um, but I wasn't bashing Marcus Walden. Yeah, I know. But you said who's going to die, who's going to do. And I continue. And that's the concept, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Who's going to do what? And I think he's going to continue. All right. He's the bright spot of that bullpen right now. He's 6-0 and with a sub-1-5 ERA. And if you watch this guy pitch, he pitches smartly. He doesn't pitch like an ass at. You know, he's not trying to blow people away. He's a finesse pitcher. Does he throw 93-94? Yeah, but that's not fast anymore. All right, well, let's go yeah. Let's no, go over the is, do or die. If you watch him, he is he's good. Last year he was up and down between AAA and Boston. He's, he's good, man. He's staying. All right, so let's go over the do or die then. So there's right, there's eight of them. Um, right. The first one is Tommy LaStella. So Twitter voted 50% do, 50% die. So it was a 50-50 vote. What do you think Tommy for Tommy LaStella? I've always liked Tommy LaStella. And you know what? He's one of those guys that never benefited from consistent playing time. The issue that I just brought up with Boone. Now that he's seen playing time, you can, you're seeing what he can actually do. He wasn't going to ever play in Chicago. You got Javi Baez, Addison Russell. Then they brought Ben Zobrist up, David Bolt. Uh, and then you got Ian Happ, that's the super utility guy, and Albert Almora. Where was he going to play? Nowhere. So now he's playing for Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and he's excelling. All right. To say the least. All right. I would say I think Tommy Lestella is going to die. <laughs> like his play. I can see him. I don't, I don't see him like being as hot as he is right now, hitting a home run every other day or hitting 300. But I can see him finishing, you know, 257 average with like 25 home runs. I can see that. When when I did this, now this is a couple days ago that I did this. Uh, I think it's changed since, but he only had 10 strikeouts. You don't see that these, these days anymore. No, that was pretty impressive, I gotta say. Um, I mean, there's guys that are already up to 30 some strikeouts, 40 some strikeouts. There's, there's guys that are almost up to 70. That's It's unreal. Um, the other. If you have more strikeouts than you have games played, you're a dick. <laughs> that's all there is to it. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, there's no excuse for that. Um, t- 
two is Josh Bell. He's got a three thirty three average, fourteen oh, homers. This is my guy. This was my sleeper for the Pirates. Yeah, well, 100% of Twitter said he's going to continue to do what he does. He is going to continue. I knew it. I knew this was going to be the year. I was going to take him in my fantasy draft, but you know what? My brother needed the help, and I was like, all right, I already got Goldschmidt. You take Bell, bro. Go ahead. I'll let you have him. Yeah, and then he traded him. You know who he traded him for? Michael Walker. What a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, that one's going. Mike Josh Bell is a stud. He's on fire right now, and he's hitting yeah. nukes like bombs. In the beginning of May, he had, I think, three multi-home runs in the first week. Games, I mean. In yeah. the first week. He's been yeah. on fire, without a doubt. Yeah, um, that, that's definitely officially his team now. Three is Melky Cabrera. So 50% said do, 50% said die. Uh, I'm going to say do. He's always been a good average hitter. Yeah, and he gets with, on base. With playing time. Yeah, with playing time. And he doesn't, guy. doesn't strike out too much. Nope, I, I like, he's a seaball hit ball guy, yeah. Yeah, I like Melky Cabrera. I would say do on that one as well. Um, four. Now, is he on the juice? Does he get popped? Is that a do or die question? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing it, but if he right, is... He got suspended twice, so next time he's a bye-bye. Yeah, uh, he's at the age now. It wouldn't matter, though. Um, yeah, that's true. Fourth is Domingo Herman, who is now 9-1. and one. He was 8-1 and one when I put this out. He's now 9-1. and one. 67% said do, 33% said die. I really want to say do, but I really want to see him pitch against tougher teams first before I, I give a solid do. I think, that, I think he beat the Rays. I want to say the Rays are more of a technical team than an actual powerhouse team. Hey. You know what I mean? Like, they, they play great defense and they pitch great, but they're a situational hitting team. Some days they do it, some days they don't. Okay. Uh, five is Yun Jin Ru. Um, monster. Do. Yeah, 75% said do. Don't even run the stats off. He's a monster. Yeah, he he's, just needed to be healthy. He's been doing work. Um, yeah. Martin Perez. So 60% said do, 40% said die. I'm going to say do. I've always liked him. He was always good. He was good for the Rangers. Then he had some injury history. He got messed up. And then when he came back, he wasn't the same. I think now that he's fully healthy in Minnesota, he's doing it. And, and you can tell that he's on, a be- he's on the best team in that division right now. Indians are not winning that division. No, the Twins are hot. The Twins are the hot. Twins, the Twins are the most complete team in that division. Sano's hitting. When he, he just came back, he already got two home runs. Buxton's hitting 275. I will take that with Byron Buxton. Marwin Gonzalez is starting to turn around, too. He's starting to turn it up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a good team. And, they, you know, they, they got some good prospects still, too. They got uh, Kirilov, Jake Cave. So it's, they got uh, an abundance of riches. Yeah, I like, I like the Twins, and I, I like uh, Perez as well. Um, I can see them making a trade for... I don't want to say Madison Bumgarner because he already said he already got eight teams that he wants to go to. I don't think the Twins were one of them, but I could see them pulling a trade for like a Mike Miner. Yeah, Mike Miner would fit Minnesota. Um, seven is Zach Davies. This is a different one uh, for the yeah, Brewers. Joe, this guy, bro, he may not have a lot of wins, but his ERA is crazy. He's five and zero oh with a one five four. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say die because. Nobody can live up to that, you know, like that steady like streak. 
of amazingness like that. Scherzer did it, and then he died for a little bit too, so I'm going to say die out. Yeah, 57% said do, but I'm going to go die on that as well. Um, basically just based on how basic his name is. Um, and then eight... And that is basically your name. <laughs> half of it, yes. <laughs> um, eight is your guy then. This is the last one. Marcus Walding. So 6-0 for the Sox, 1-3-7 ERA. I also, I also want to put a, uh, a grammar correction in there. It's just Walden with the E-N, no I-N-G. Oh, my bad. I thought it was Walding. Nah, uh, Walden. Oh, man. My bad. But 67% no, said good, die. How do you nah, feel about dude, that? I, that's, that's piss poor. <laughs> that, that's just Yankee fans on Twitter, bro. That's all that is. I think we have a decent Yankee following on our Twitter account. I think so, too. And I, think I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's because you just follow just straight-up Yankee people. That's it. No, I, I follow some Sox people. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say... Yeah, he's going to do, and that the Boston Red Sox bullpen right now is probably one of the strengths of the team. And nobody would have expected that at all coming to the season. I would agree. Ryan, Ryan Brazier, monster. Matt Barnes, he's pitching unbelievably right now. Marcus Walden, he's doing even better. And Brandon Workman is, you know, he... People forget about Brandon Workman. They called him up to be on the 2013 roster to, for the playoffs, and he did phenomenal. And he, then he blew out his, his elbow the next year. He finally made it back, and I'm glad that the Red Sox held on to him because he is a stud this year. So those four guys, they're holding down that bullpen. And that's not me being a Red Sox, you know, diehard fan. The no. numbers speak for itself. No, yeah, the numbers speak for themselves. No worries here. Um, yeah. So one one thing I wanted to ask you, kind of going off baseball here, but did you see freaking Sage Northcutt's face? Uh, I saw him get knocked out. You know, I, it didn't look like a clean knockout to me. I, I had a feeling that he, like, broke something in his face because he didn't just, like, you know, go to sleep. He felt like he was in pain. Eight facial fractures, bro. That's insane. 30, like, there was 30 bone fragments. He's gonna look completely different. Yeah, he had it. He went through a nine-hour surgery or something like that to yeah, get it they fixed. They said that uh, he like chipped off half of his orbital bone and broke the rest of it. And Uriah Faber said they had to take thirty-seven bone fragments out because they they just just you're, like you know you, you couldn't fix them. Yeah, they were splintered. Yeah, that's nuts. That's that's nuts. I mean, what what that what do you think's like? Does Sage Northcutt, was he an overhyped prospect? No. He's just young. I know, but we've He's seen young. other young guys. I mean, I feel like, yeah, he won his last three fights in the UFC or whatever, but I don't know. He doesn't seem like... Level of competition, man. That's all it is. Some guys can rise up. Some guys can't. Some guys take longer to develop. Look at Max Holloway. When he was first in the UFC, he wasn't good at all. He kind of sucked. Yeah, that's true. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I, that was the only thing I, I was wondering about UFC. We hadn't really talked about it. There's not much to talk about as far as oh, UFC. Oh, they moved uh, the Ngannou fight and Junior uh, Dos Santos fight. They moved it up. Yeah, June 29th. Yeah, so uh, what is that? I think that's the uh, the Lawler. 
Woodley rematch fight. I know that got canceled, so I think that's why they moved it up. Yeah, that's the main event now. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be a good fight. Santos has been on a, a freaking run. And Ngannou, yeah. Ngannou's done pretty well as well. He's looked different in his last two fights. Um, so we only got about 10 minutes because I got to run here soon. But I wanted to ask you, what football stuff do you want to talk about? Like, what what, like, what do you think about Gerald McCoy? He's gone. And then and that was the dumbest move ever. I don't care if you're saving money. You're saving like um, and Dominican Sue. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. What that made no sense. So you don't like, you don't like it at all. No, it makes no sense, bro. None. Yeah, I was wondering what your take was on that because Gerald no, McCoy. The same exact player, same exact player, and McCoy inches him out just because of his intelligence of the game. And McCoy, the rest of his contract wasn't even guaranteed. Yeah. I so think they that. Just played it out. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I was definitely it was definitely interesting when I saw that. I didn't think that they would release him. I thought that I he would. I would have been fine with them cutting him, and that was it. But the fact that they brought in Indomitian Sue right right away, not even like a day later, it was like the next hour. That well, didn't make sense to me. Well, them Sue coming out and saying, "All right, I'll I'll sign with you guys," probably was like the green light to release McCoy for them. Well, especially JP. I know they play different positions, but JPP's out for the year. Yeah, but in sports, if you have an out out of sport injury, there's ways around from paying for that. Oh yeah, the, the rest of his contract is yeah. The insurance stuff is coming in to play on that. Um, yeah. So what does it matter? His contract's basically null and void for the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, I. I was uh, a little surprised by that as well. I'm not going to lie to you. And did you see what Miles Garrett said on uh, Gerald McCoy? He said, we don't. Come on over, bro. No, he said, we're good. We're good with what we have. Nah, dude. I would welcome him with open arms. Him, Gerald McCoy, OV, and Sheldon Richardson, that is the best defensive line probably ever if that happens. Well, Miles Garrett can say he's good all he's. All he wants. The now, more people he has on that line, the better numbers he will have. Do you think the less attention he gets? Maybe the Giants go after him. No, Giants are set. They're set. They're set in stone. Yeah, they they want to go younger. Um, they like their draft class. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is he's a big chooch. I love him. I love that pick. I know it was a little high, but I'll take it. It's okay. Um, I I really think Dexter Lawrence is gonna be. A linchpin for that defense for a long time. Now, did I? Did you talk about Rosen on or uh, not Rosen? Um, Daniel Jones. Did you? Did no. we talk about that? I did not. No, you did. I didn't. All right. Um, Give us uh, your you know, thoughts. I'm not gonna wish. I wish him well. I hope he does good. I hope he, you know, pans out. Do I want him to start week one like people are saying he's gonna do? No, not at all. I don't think he's ready at all. Um, then again. You know, I'm not, I'm not the one at practice watching, but I did see the snippet where, like, they were just showing him do swing passes, and they're like, laser accuracy. Bro, I can complete a swing pass, too, out of the backfield. It's not that hard. <laughs> you know? If you're going to make, a, like, a, a six-minute highlight tape of him just throwing a Barkley on the outside, just give away the whole offense, why don't you? Did, you know? Don't you think they could have gotten him with their second pick and taken Allen with the first? I honestly think they probably could have gotten him in the third round. 
You think that he would have fell to the third round? Yeah. Wow. I don't know about that. Drew Locke almost fell to the third round? Yeah, I know, yeah, I but... Daniel Jones. Dude, Drew Locke is better than Daniel Jones. There's no hands it's about, about it. He's better than Daniel Jones. Um, what did you think about the Bears picks? Uh, what did they pick? They picked Montgomery, David Montgomery, running back, um, out of Iowa, Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State, yeah. Um, he's got a lot of baggage on him, and not baggage in a bad way. I, like, he's got, you know, tread on the tires. They oh, yeah. Him a lot. They said that. Um, that was one of the things they said when they drafted him. Yeah. So I don't know how long or how much they're going to use him. We'll see. Uh I think that was just a temporary replacement for Jordan Howard because they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. You know, they got Tariq Cohen. He can't really run in between the tackles. He's small. He's a little guy. Uh, he's changed pace back as well. But Montgomery, um, he's good. I'm not going to say he's bad. It's not a bad pick. Now, they took him in the first round? No, third round. Oh, they didn't have a first round pick, right? No, the first round, they, they got him in the third round. That's a great value pick then, because they graded him out as a first-round pick. Now, what about my favorite pick is the Riley Ridley pick in the fourth round? And he went to Chicago. Yep. Uh, that just adds to their depth at receiver. I like it too. His brother was good. I think he's probably just as good as his brother. I know his brother was a stud last year. I don't know if Riley could do the same thing, but uh. Yeah, I like that pick too. Him, Anthony Miller, Alan Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Kevin White. Taylor Gabriel. No Kevin Taylor White. Gabriel. Kevin White's not there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, I was just joking around. Where'd he go? He went to the Cardinals, right? Something uh, like that? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and then the last Bears pick that I really liked was Duke Shelley. Uh, he's a defensive back from uh, yeah. Kansas State. Dude, his tape is nice. The guy, the kid well, looks good. Well, everybody's, you know, everybody's poo-pooing on the Giants, but I think they had an excellent draft. You know, yeah, they didn't draft the quarterback that they should have probably drafted at six. Or, yeah, they didn't get that value pick at six or at all in the first round other than DeAndre Baker. But DeAndre Baker was the steal of the entire draft. That guy didn't give up more than 20 yards a game, ever. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think the Giants did as bad as what people think. That's just people no. overreacting. The only reason Dexter Lawrence wasn't on people's boards was because of the whole drug test thing and people weren't sure what the hell was going on. And then Daniel Jones, that's just, you know, a Duke player. That, people look at him like, ah, ah, he goes to Duke. I don't want him. That's what that is. You yeah. know, if he has the intangibles, if he knows the playbook, if he can get the, the uh, receivers the ball, that's all I care about. You don't have to have the strongest arm in the world. Look at Matt Stafford. What's he done? Nothing. Jay Cutler was terrible. Well, he's got a hot wife, so he's successful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Well, that's all. I'm out of time, dude. I got to go, but I figured we would would squeak an episode in. Uh, We'll try to get another one in, hopefully, soon. I'm going to still try to do twice a week, Um, and then... Hey, hopefully you can come on twice a week. If not, we'll work it out. But we'll try to get back on the schedule here because it's been hectic. Hi, big hoss. Um, but other than that, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Um, 
share everything, and we'll be back soon. Hopefully, we will still do the Fat Man Combine. Don't worry, we did not forget about that. It's still, it, yeah, we didn't forget. It's still up in the air. Um, we just got to get the schedules to get going and merge. Yeah, so we'll definitely do it. It's just finding the time. So I we'll, have also been training low-key for it, by the way. So. <laughs> I did one day of training, and then I, I had pizza today for dinner. So. Oh, that's it. It's in the bag, bro. I, I would not be surprised if you win. I, I, got, I got some weight to shed, but I think once I shed it, I'll be all right. I can't wait for this to happen, though. Well, maybe, I think I might get really depressed after, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, well, it's not an actual combine, so I don't think you have to be depressed about it. That's true. Um, all right, but that's it for episode 45. We will see you guys on the next episode. Later. Later. We bop and flippity hop And as happy as I can be Hop. I'll never be a millionaire. Whoa, boom, boom.